You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Welcome to another edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. In this episode, I'm joined by my friend Brad Staggs in what will be part one of a two-part conversation. Brad has been a mainstay at The Blaze and now handles the enterprise that is Mojo 5 Radio that he started with our late friend, Doc Thompson. Brad sat down, discussed his varied background, which includes an appearance on a soap opera and a stint at the Nashville Network. Brad discussed his connection with the guy who started professional bull riding, but his cat invaded the studio during our conversation and stole the show. Here's part one of my conversation with Brad Staggs on At The Mic. Brad, how Ooh. are you doing, man? Oh, I'm telling you, life is so good, I don't even know. I mean, it's just, Wow. That's, that's what I'll, I just, to be in the presence of Keith Malinak has made my uh, weekday year. Wow. Month. Has it been that bad? Uh, it, I don't get out much. Obviously. I don't okay. get out much. All right. Well, um, I appreciate you making time today. Uh, mm-hmm. In case you aren't familiar, Brad and I were coworkers over at The Blaze back in the day. Um, Brad, he did everything in the building. Literally, you did everything. Uh, some things the, I got arrested for. Uh-huh. Well, still, I wasn't going to go there. Right. Well, and you forgot that uh, technically we shared a wife for a while. I'm sorry? Well, Carrie was my TV wife <laughs> the same time she was your at-home wife. Got it. Understood. Yeah. Yes. Right. Seriously, I'm not kidding when I say Brad is so talented and oh. can do like the on-air stuff. Um, he does his morning show on Mojo Five O. He, I mean, TV, radio, building maintenance, the man can do it all. He is the most versatile employee I've ever worked with. Oh. And, um, and I think- to, How much money do I have to pay you for this? Check already lot. cleared. Okay, good. Well, check is already right, cleared. Good, then keep I mean, going. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> so, so catch people up that may not be familiar. What are you doing these days, and uh, where can people find you? Well, after I left uh, the Blaze, I uh, you know went uh, over to work with uh, Doc Thompson at uh, Mojo Five O, and then he went jogging in front of a train, um, which Seriously, really Doc. just uh, you know it, he. Uh, Maybe he saw everything that was coming back, uh, you know, when the world fell apart and he just decided he was not going to be a, a part of it. Mm. I don't know. Amtrak decided for him. Uh, so then I got to sit in his chair and um, do a three-hour radio show uh, for uh, a, several months, almost a year, and then uh, cut it back to two hours because, you know what, three hours sitting and talking at uh, behind a microphone is exhausting. Right. I mean, it is, uh, I sweat, tears, mm-hmm. blood, I've given it all. Yeah, but well. uh, that's that's what I've been doing. That and um, you know the police investigations uh, into my background. Other than that, uh, it's been kind of quiet. <laughs> and you say that uh, with the the two hours and three hours of radio. I mean, there is a complete difference in doing a three-hour show and doing a two-hour show. Yeah, there is. See, like a two-hour show, you almost feel like, man, I have so much more stuff I could have gotten to. Yep. A three-hour show, you're like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I should have stopped at two hours. The yeah. last hour is brutal. <laughs> if you do three hours, it really is. The last hour, you, for whatever reason, you feel like you're digging out of a hole. Totally. Two hours, but you're right. At the end of two hours, you go, I could have gone longer, but then you uh, you stop, you think about it, and you realize, leave them wanting more. <laughs> leave them wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> so you were born in where is it Boulder City, Nevada? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm I'm always chastised in every walk of life. It's Nevada. Um, you were born there, so yeah, what do you say? I'm Nevada. You say Nevada? Yeah. You can uh, always tell the uh, outsiders, the mm-hmm. outlanders, the outliers. It's a uh, Boulder City, Nevada. It is the town that was built 
uh, to house the workers who built Hoover Dam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which, uh, ironically, when I die, uh, I want to be dumped into Lake Mead. If there still is a Lake Mead, well, not whole, I mean, cremated first. Oh, okay. I got you. It would be kind of weird just to- That would- I mean- That'd make the news. It would. Wow. I would be- uh, Yeah, I'd make headlines even after I was dead. Uh, but I want to be cremated and thrown into the into the lake because I was born uh, in front of it, in front of the dam, and I want to be uh, buried behind it. Like, was this a- uh, Were you born <laughs> there for a reason or- was... My mom and dad loved each other very much, <laughs> and one night- um, Wait, no, the I don't, magic. It I, was. I, uh, no, I don't need the the the, oh, the setup thought, to uh, the birth. I, I'm wondering why why were you born right in front of it? Was your mom stuck mm, in traffic or? What well, happened? technically, the town is in front of it. I wasn't really oh, born right in front well, of it. That's what I was thinking. The I was hospital. Thinking, what um, a weird place to be born. I and again, ironically, it was the it is uh, the the country's first master plan community. Really? Yep. There is no building there uh, over three stories. What year were they building this town? When, oh, whenever when the did, Hoover Dam. When did Hoover Dam get built? Uh, uh, that here, was back in what, the 30s? Here I am Googling. Just kidding. I think it's, I think in 1930 something, whenever okay. they built the dam. Yeah. There's a lot of, and I, I, I wasn't prepared to um, go down the Hoover Dam road, but that, that thing is ridiculous. It's huge. It is huge. Yeah. It is. And the, the weird thing is you used to be able to back in the day when I was in high school, you could uh, during the uh, we had the adventure club trips and we would whitewater raft or raft down the uh, Colorado River. And you could drive right down literally in front of the dam like you could throw a rock and hit the dam and put your rafts into and, the water. And, if, and if, if you time it just right, you might see a baby entering the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, uh, that's how I was discovered. But <laughs> I mean, now you can't even drive over the dam. What? Because, yeah, after 9-11, they built oh. a, a con another road that goes like across the, the canyon. I think it's called Black Canyon. That's boring. Uh, I know. And, and they made the stupid walls on the side of the bridge so high that if you're driving along, we were in a Jeep and we went, you can't see over what? the side. I know. It's oh my nuts. Gosh. The guys so, that died building that would be so upset yes. right now. And I think there's 11 of them in the dam. Right. Something like that. So, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that could be an urban legend. Now, but, one of them's uh, name's Jimmy? Uh, could be. Well, no, he does. Let's see. Mr. No, he's, uh, he's under, um, what stadium is it? Isn't it uh, uh, he's in uh, Meadowlands. Yes. New Jersey. Right. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So... What other conspiracy theories can we come up with? Oh, 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 we've got time. We've got uh -huh. time. So one of the questions I ask when I send the email to prospective guests is, where did you grow up? And, and Brad's response was, I haven't yet. Right. <laughs> see? See what I did there? Uh, I do see what Hold you on. did. Hold on. I happen to have a oh, bell Oh, we have sound effects today. <laughs> yes, yes. My, or I could shake my maraca. I like it. I am actually, um, I'm, I'm the guest today. Uh, I am in Brad's studio, so he's the home team today. So I'm I am sure I like the way you said that. That's a little weird. I mean, I think that deserves one of those. I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's okay. So. I don't it's think all right. So. Don't be embarrassed. So I am, I am surrounded by just awesome uh, studio paraphernalia that Brad has accumulated over the years, and we'll talk about your past. Some of it's stolen. Some of it that the cops don't know yet. Right. I love, I love how you have a disco light happening like i'm i'm trying to read my notes and i printed up the email responses uh -huh. and like you know the streak of green is constantly going across the <laughs> green light is just like and it's and disco lounge yes i love it and and we are surrounded by such a cool cat the cat is in here T too tell He's... us about this cute kitty cat that is just walking around 
Like it owns it's, the place because it probably does. He does. Uh, cats generally own the place. He's the uh, the mouser, uh, resident mouser. He is uh, about, uh, well, we've had him for a while now. We got him at the pound. He replaced the cat that uh, I think the cat, the, the cat we used to have, Cooper. Uh, I think she got into a scrape with a mountain or a bobcat, uh, literally in the alley, and uh, died about uh, a little over a year ago. Oh. I know, and uh, so uh, you know, it's 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 lonely without a cat yeah. or a dog. Mm-hmm. I did the reason. See, the reason I have a cat is because I'm non-committal in most things in life mm-hmm. and cats you don't have to have a solid commitment to because you can leave for a weekend and just yeah. throw you can make sure they can get outside and they can go kill their own food that's right that's dogs right. dogs not so much a dog will starve to death if you leave it alone how, a cat that makes no sense how are dogs smarter than cats but yet dogs can't take care of themselves right and cats i know can go because you're right we've left when we had cats we, we would leave for a long time i think mm-hmm. i think our longest might have been five days or whatever yep and in the garage you know i left big buckets of water yeah and don't drown yourself you right. know and a big old crate of food you know yep and you come back and they're like totally yeah. fine yeah i mean they may give you the cold shoulder for a day or two just right. to prove that you know they can but other than that yeah you don't have to really worry about it and i had a cat that played fetch Right uh, back in the day, and mm-hmm. that was a smart. That's a high water mark for cats, you know, if they can play fetch. Yes. Well, and this one, uh, he comes when you call him. If you uh, when we're in the in the backyard, if you uh, whistle to him, he will. He comes running like a dog, and then immediately starts to ignore you after he realizes he acted like a dog. Does he? So it's like, oh no, the secret's right. out. I, yes. I'm actually smarter than they yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, does he come to his name yet? Uh, he thinks his name is. It's like it's like that African tribe that speaks right. and uh, clicks. Click. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I've never had a chance to tell this story, and I'm telling it right now. And and by the way, um, I, I would like to point out, so subtle is Brad, and I mean that is he knows that I ask the, and I don't even think I've had to ask you. I, I try not to timestamp these podcasts because I don't know exactly when it's going to go on. Right. Already twice now that I've caught, has he avoided making reference in the three times, three times in the first few minutes of this podcast, he's avoided making references to time because he doesn't know when it's going to air. Right. Yeah, we've had our cat for, uh, well, not too long now. <laughs> Just uh, I am a professional. <laughs> I, I am a professional. But in college, I had a roommate who thought he was so smart and he wanted you to think that he was so smart. And in reality... Eh. <laughs> not so much. So I had another friend come over and visit me there in our in our room where me and my oh-so-smart roommate were. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, Paul, what's going on? Yeah, how was your day? And he just goes, <laughs> and, and then and he, I go, I'm sorry? He goes, I just said, work sucks. <laughs> so then my roommate, who wanted everybody to think he was so smart, goes, yeah, I heard the work part in that. I didn't quite pick up the rest of it. I'm thinking... Come on, man. Stop that. Was that about the time that the gods must be crazy came out? I don't know. It must have been because that's where that's where that be, that really? got real big. Yeah, it's the. Um, I was in college ninety four to ninety eight. Can't remember when that movie came out, uh, but it was where the the Coke bottle drops out of the sky. I it's an African tribe. <laughs> the Coke bottle. Somebody on an airplane or something, and it's like a Cessna or something is flying over. They throw a Coke bottle out of the airplane, and it lands on the ground, and the the tribe finds it. 
and they think it's a gift from the gods. <laughs> and, and they, the, the, the plot, they, I can't remember what happens after that, but they, it's a tribe that clicks and pops. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's called the gods must be crazy. That's funny. Uh, okay. So uh, we're sharing the studio space with, with <laughs> Doc the cat. Uh, his name is actually uh, oh. My, uh, 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 Michael Nother Cooper, MD, who? Well, I want to call him Doc. Uh, well, his first name is Doc, but he that's just his official name. Doc, okay. uh, Dr. Michael Nother Cooper, MD Who. Named after so, your uh, friend and mine, yeah. Doc Thompson. Uh, yeah, or Doctor Who, or another or, kitty. Or, no. It keeps me from calling him Nother, because I just want to call him the name of the last cat, because they all look alike. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm watching him right now. He's, he's going back and forth between... Um, being mesmerized by the green strobe lights uh, bouncing around the studio. And that's where you see cats prove that they're not that smart. Right. You could a laser pointer and they will go bananas. And it's like, see, you're dumber than I thought. And he's also trying to tunnel out of the uh -huh. room right now. Yeah. I've noticed. Could, well, if you put a cat on the other side of the door, they want on this side. Right. If they're on this side, they want on the other side. It's just. I love it. I love it. So difficult. if you ever hear cats. any meowing uh, going on right. in the background. That's um, just me. It's, it's just Brad. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Okay. So how many siblings did you have growing up? Uh, let's see. Well, my sister, my oldest sister named me. I had two sisters and a brother, but my oldest sister named me. See, here's where part gets sad. I never knew my older sister because when um, when I was born, she was 18. She got she named me, got married, moved out. Uh, and then the next time I saw her, she uh, uh, was in a coma. And then she was in a coma for like 12 years and then died. No. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, see, I'm, I'm full of happy stories. Wow. It's, uh, Tell me something about another sibling. Thanks for real quick. Uh, my brother's dead. Okay. Okay. How about do you have any other siblings you could tell uh, me about? My other sister's alive, but she doesn't like me. Okay. Well, uh, then my that mom was and a... dad is—they're uh, both dead. Uh, yeah, that was a so. fun trip down memory Thanks. lane with Brad Staggs. <laughs> so you grew up in Lancaster, uh, California. Yep. How long were you there? Uh, let's see, but so 79, 80, 75, 85, 10, 14 years. No, well, ten years. Okay, most people say I lived there until I moved away at well, age 14. I moved yeah. out of, uh, I moved in California. I'm trying to remember when we when I moved out of Lancaster. I think that was 82. So 75 to 82, I lived in Lancaster, or maybe 83, and then moved down to LA, mm. which we called Down Below. Whoa. We're going down below. Okay. Um, or over the hill. He's saying uh, that as I am taking off my shirt because it's, uh, uh, it's hot, you know, and it I, is uh, a t-shirt underneath. I'm not. It's very warm in here, isn't yeah. it? I, just, I can. Uh, I just now all of a sudden I can turn on the fan. Touchy. I think it's the candle. It's the candle. It's the candle. <laughs> I tried to set the mood for when you came in. I mean, it yeah. smells good in here. There's a mm. candle burning. There's a it's cat so running around. There's a uh, disco light. Uh, uh, but no, I lived it's in, atmosphere. I'll tell you that it is. Uh, Lancaster back then was a. Um, it was a nice little town. It was like 60,000 like people. It's a farming community, right? Or am I wrong? It's, the Antelope Valley is, well, yeah, I mean, the Edwards Air Force Base is nearby. It's really um, the, um, uh, the jets and stuff. It's the aerospace industry. Oh, okay. NASA's out there. Uh, jet Propulsion Laboratories in the area. Wow. Lockheed, uh, Rockwell, all of those. And uh, in contemporary terms, it is actually right next to Palmdale, which is... Uh, uh, in the past year or so, the trials of um, uh, Gabriel Hernandez, is it uh, or Fernandez the, on on Netflix? That big documentary. Boy, I don't I don't watch much. It's uh, that Palmdale's right next to Lancaster, mm. so that's it's a very sad story about child abuse. But uh, so there you go. So what other <laughs> what other depressing story? Well, how did you get to Nashville? 
Uh, I drove. I swear. Is you're this seriously we're going to do this? <laughs> By the way, I, I think your cat has a hairball issue going on. Something just happened. I actually, the funny thing is, I did when I first, my, my wife at the time, I can't remember which of the seven uh, that was, <laughs> but uh, the wife at the time had a sister in Nashville. I uh, couldn't get arrested at the time in California. So it was like, well, you know, I'll go back and look for a job in radio in Nashville. Oh, wait, that's always a good place to look. Uh, I, you know, it's, I, I, the year before that, I didn't know where Nashville was. But had you already been in radio? I'd been in radio, but I didn't. Uh, uh, I didn't know uh, where Nashville. I mean, I'd never. Your your cat is knocking over <laughs> items <know>. right now. <laughs> no, you don't get up there. Get up. Ah. Yeah. Awesome. See, this is great. This is great radio right yeah. here. But, uh, I, but I thought his name was. Yeah, well, it's uh, un- unless he's in trouble, and then ah. <laughs> ah! if, he okay. had, if so, he had a middle name so how did you get into radio to begin with um i knew i wanted to be in radio when i was in sixth grade okay. loman and barkley on kfi out in uh, la wow. they were um uh they were funny they were uh it was am radio at the time they had a really entertaining show it was they played music. They did little skits. They had, uh, it seemed like they had good camaraderie. It seemed like they were best friends. Mm-hmm. I later found out that uh, there were times they couldn't right? yeah. stand each other and that <laughs> Al Loman actually uh, pissed off Roger Barkley to the point that uh, Roger uh, decided he didn't want to do it anymore and he quit. And oh. um, so then they both went there. They paired uh, Al Loman with uh, Gary Owens, who was on Laugh-In. Hmm. Uh, the voice of laughing, and there was so you had two uh, two uh, funny guys trying to do a show, which didn't work. Um, and then Roger Barkley, uh, I think, died of uh, cancer, and then Al Loman died of something else. So there's another sad story. Thanks for bringing that one up. Wow, oh, well, I didn't. I mean, that's that's good. That's good. So that's no, the but they were funny. Trajectory was, here. Loman and Barkley were very funny, and they were at the time they were a highly rated uh, broadcast program in L.A., and they inspired me to be in radio, and I. Went to broadcasting school, which is a, an excuse to spend three months and pay somebody $2,000. But it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's using a TV no. as a seesaw. Uh, just be careful. He's, now he's just going to lay down on it. Good. <laughs> I'm telling you. TV sitting on top of a box. There's never a dull moment in here. Not You're with a cat awesome. around. What an awesome cat. See, I think we all, all of us that got into radio, because you said you were in sixth grade. Yeah. Um, I, was in, I was in third grade when I was like, man, I really want to do this. Uh, I think we all had those iconic radio stations that we listened to that really mm-hmm. motivated us to join that club. Yeah. And for me, it was WSB in Atlanta. Right. With the various shows that I could try to explain, but there's right. just no way to. Um, <laughs> he just scared himself badly. You did that, dude. The TV's not chasing you, man. <laughs> You see, it's the hours of entertainment. It's yeah. the uh, best yeah. part. Oh, oh, the good stuff. The, the most entertainment is when you come home mm-hmm. and you get to, to pick up uh, cat puke. Yes. The, that's the most fun with yeah. cats and entertainment right there. Let I, me had, tell you, I had never a cat ends. skin a rabbit while I was away and uh, decided to bring it in as a gift. Oh, yeah. Been there. Yeah, skin rabbits are fun. When, when I was a kid and I was living with my mom, we had a cat that brought into the house an injured bird mm-hmm. that was half dead so you can just imagine uh the uh insanity that ensued from that uh, with the with the bird (laughs) fluttering around and so so she runs out of the house goes across the street to our redneck neighbor Uh who nothing bothers him you know (laughs) (laughs) duane that just came to me his name 
Dwayne! See all the memories? Dwayne! The memories that come up. <laughs> come, come over here! <laughs> what? Look at this bird! Get this bird out of my house! The best, the best part is when you come home and the, and all you see are four feet, a tail, and the head of a mouse. Oh, <laughs> they've, like, e- they've eaten everything and they yeah. leave the four feet, the head, and the tail in, in right where they're they should practical. be. Yes. They don't, I mean, they're not letting the, the good stuff go to waste. Do you know why they play with it, bef- the, 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 like the mouse, they bat it around beforehand? I don't think it I do. It literally scares the poop out of them. They don't want to eat because they're going to be eating it. That's, that's why they do it. Well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Let's get some cats um, hanging out with shrimp before they catch them because I right. don't like the poop in no, the shrimp. I know. Come on. I know. You're right. We, that should be- uh, how, can we, how can we do that? Right. We spend, the government spends money- <laughs> You know, on like uh, like studying the mating habits of of, of <laughs> the tsetse fly, tsetse fly. Uh-huh. But we can't get a study that that scares the poop out of the shrimp before right. we catch them. Right. Come See, on. these are the problems that should be addressed by the government. So anyhow, yeah. So we've 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 had cats our whole lives. You know, well, you were and, telling me about uh, Atlanta and the radio station inspired you to do what we're doing right now. What we are doing together here, which is talk in about cats and the animals they kill. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's why I went to school. So so anyhow, uh yeah, but you 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 mentioned that about the cats and stuff. I remember one time we had two cats, salt and pepper. And pepper my, or peppa? No, this is pre peppa. Oh. This is just I'm just, pushing it. Is, I'm pushing yeah. it real good. <laughs> so so anyhow, uh we're backing out of the driveway and uh, salt and pepper are staring way up at this tree. That's about way up there. I'm not good with math and numbers. My mom and I were gone for 10 minutes, and we both said, yeah, they'll never catch that squirrel that they were staring at from the ground below. We came back. It was waiting in the carport for us. Wow. So, I mean, that's, uh, cats, man, they're killers. Mike Cooper, the last cat that we had, caught a live bat and brought it into the house. A bat. Oh, yeah? Well, my <laughs> cat. <laughs> brought a bear in. Yeah, a right? bear. It was a black right. grizzly bear. I wouldn't have believed it myself. See? I had seen it. I did watch Cooper run up to a fox <laughs> and pop it right in the face. I'm like, Cooper, get away. Get <laughs> back here, <laughs> man. They'll eat you, you crazy. Although foxes are in the uh, feline family. So she maybe, maybe it was a cousin. Uh, oh, maybe it was a cousin. Okay. Fox in the, in the house. Uh-huh. Or something. Something like that. Something, something. Something. Now, <laughs> did you go to, you didn't go to college, right? No, I tried. I went for like a half a semester mm. and realized it was work. Right. It was like. Hindsight it, 2020. Yeah, it was, it was, I, I, wa- I thought I wanted to be an accountant because my friend was. And I, well, that's the reason I went to the junior college. It was like, oh, you know, I could probably learn that and that would be like a backup thing. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, wait, you didn't tell me this is about numbers. And I hate <laughs> math. Right. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, I went for like a, a semester and then I went, no, this is, if they can't get everything they need to, you to do done in class, I mean, they expect you to go home and do work. I don't think Police. so. Please. Yeah. Somewhere there was a transcript of my grades from college col- or junior college and they are all, I think, I's or F's. Incomplete or fail. just failed. So nothing, yeah. huh? This coming after I went to, I was boy state. I went to boy state. I was salutatorian in high school. I was bad to the bone. Boys I was smart, smart. State, Boy State, uh, that is a, um, uh, oh, I wish I had the certificate in here. Boy State, uh, and another example of, uh, I really should have researched it before, because uh, they asked me to try out for Boy State, and it's um, yeah, it's politician this? training. Ooh. 
I didn't know that, but it's boy. It, it's where they take you, and uh, we it, in California they take you to Sacramento, and you spend time on the Sacramento University of California Sacramento campus, and you do all these uh, exercises that are designed to um, allow you to become a political leader. Well, when I got there, I realized I was in the company of a bunch of uh, would-be politicians, and I went, "Oh my." Gosh, I hate these people. <laughs> so I got the award for least participation. I found a way to sneak off the campus every day. And to this day, politicians just irritate me. Yeah. How'd you get a certificate then? They just, uh, they well, just... that was, I mean, I got the certificate just for attending. Uh huh. Um, and uh, attending so enough. Attend, well, I, I mean, I, I went, didn't I? I was in Sacramento. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I just, you never get into politics, is what you're saying? Yeah. Hmm. You don't want to kiss Ugh. babies? I well, I didn't say that, but okay. uh, I mean, it's just I, po- politics is just so blech nasty anymore, right? And and it was then too. It wasn't hey, as nasty as it is now. But at least you're in a a business that is pure as the driven snow. It's called radio, right? Exactly. It's where you know what you are uh, you are rewarded for hard work. You're rewarded for all the years of training and the years that you've put in. He's got and, jokes, uh, y'all. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's what it's it's it, it is its own reward. Uh huh. That's how we say that. You keep because, telling yourself that. Uh huh. So tell us about because you you've held many jobs. I and I don't know that it's a, I got into radio and television. I've been broadcasting ever since. Have some of these jobs happened along the way outside of broadcasting? Or was it your non-broadcasting uh, career path, then all broadcasting? How'd that work out? I have a short attention span. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV, well, <laughs> here's another. I used to, when I was a kid, I would play uh, television with my mom and dad. I'd play game show host. Okay. I'd put them in the closet. It was one of those closets we lived in in the apartment. And, um, Did they do any uh, hanky-panky while they well, were there waiting? I, I, the doors out? were closed. I didn't wow. know. I don't know. They had those sliding doors. I put chairs in there. They'd sit on either side. Oh, I'd slide cool. the door open. Oh, and that's you'd, cool. Hey, uh, you're contestant number one. You want to blah, 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 whatever. What I was didn't. your fake microphone? What'd you use? I, well, I didn't use uh, I think it was a paper towel thing. Uh-huh. But cool. I used also, I used those in a box, like a wrapping paper tube and a box to be a camera. And uh, I've always awesome. been fascinated by cameras. So... Mm-hmm. I knew going into radio, I kind of wanted to do television of some sort. And um, uh, when I was working in uh, radio out in California, I auditioned for um, uh, a movie called, uh, I think it was called California Hot Tubs. (laughs) Oh, oh, this sounds... Oh, this sounds like it belongs on the other side of the beaded curtain there. It was... um, uh, the audition literally was, I walk into the casting director's office and it was, uh, uh, so tell us a little bit here, blah, blah, blah. All right, now take off your shirt. <laughs> wow. wow. Like, well, I'm not getting this one. <laughs> I was like, hey, here you go. And uh, it, it actually, the, they made the movie, I think it's called California Hot Tubs. Um, and uh, but it, I did audition also for um, uh, Days of Our Lives, the soap opera, and oh. I got that uh, a small part in that, uh, what's oh. called an under five. So I was uh, um, a photographer. Uh, we were shooting the, it was some, one of the characters had ended up being stranded on a deserted island with some other character and they had, uh, you know, done the love thing out there. And so it was my job to uh, ask him a couple of questions and I had forgotten my line. I got so wrapped up in the fact that, oh no, I can't believe, and I almost forgot the line. I almost forgot to my cue. So I'm standing there and oh. that's also where I learned how to not uh, lean on set walls. Uh-huh. You know, they're not very sturdy. Ah. You know, they're not real. 
Oh, snap. <laughs> so I almost knocked a wall over. Then I almost forgot my cue. And uh, and you can uh, somewhere I have the tape and you can That's watch where I, Is it on YouTube? And if not, we need to put it up be. there for us. It will yes. be. I'm putting all that stuff up there. That's because, cool. Because uh, there needs to be a shrine to me somewhere. But I remember thinking, and you can see it in my eyes where I go, oh yeah, I'm supposed to say something here. Oh, <laughs> so no. <laughs> How many uh, how many takes did they use? No, no, oh, soap operas. You, you there's go, no huh? such thing as take two. Uh-huh. You just so is you that keep why the going. acting was always so horrible? Is because yeah, it they was don't, one and done. Huh? It is one and done. They they line up all the sets are lined up uh, down two sides of the studio, and they take the cameras from set to set to set. And if you forget a lot, you just keep going. Somebody jumps in and says something, and they just whoop, keep going. You don't get a second take. Wow. I mean, even. I don't think it would matter if the if the set caught on fire. They'd work that into the storyline somehow, and because they they really don't have any time to redo anything. So you used to talk about uh, wood. I did. I was a spokesperson for the Southern Pine Awareness Network. Oh, the Southern. Wait, hold on. There was a there's a Southern Pine Awareness Network, Mm -hmm. and that is uh, uh, the acronym is SPAN S P A N Southern Pine Awareness Network, and I. Um, I think that was after I was doing stuff for uh, Do It Yourself Network, mm. but I was the spokesperson for that, and um, that was fun. Kim Drew was the person who hired me. I love Kim Drew. Kim Drew has a great PR company, uh, okay. Drew PR, out in Atlanta. Oh wow, or close to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made uh, I, you know, I've always loved working with wood, and um, I just I enjoy making stuff because in the workshop. Uh, and social distancing is a term that's still with us. I mean, I don't think it'll ever not be with us now. We in the uh, carpenters, woodworkers, we've, uh, and, and and remember, Jesus was a carpenter. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. We were all uh, social distancing before social distancing was cool. You go into the workshop, you're all by yourself. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because you stuff. are very talented with, Aww. well, with wood. So um, like, what what are some of the things that you have uh, built uh, that <clears> you're really proud of in your life? Well, um, let's see. What have I built that I'm proud of? That uh, it was, um, I built, I take old magic tricks and restore them. Uh, I, you know what? I one year built uh, three little boxes, like three little pigs, but I made three different boxes for three different people, but they were all the same box. In other words, I started with the same box and mm-hmm. then designed each one differently. So just the aesthetics of it were different. And I'm pretty proud of those because one had Bigfoot on it. My friend Ron liked Bigfoot. So it was a, a, uh-huh. a Yeti box. Oh, and, that's cool. Uh, another one had a crackle paint job, made that for Beth. And then a third one I made for... Uh, uh, Handicap Jeff, who is a um, uh, kind of just, he liked the magic look, so I made a magic looking box for him. Mm-hmm. And they all have secret bottoms. Whoa. The box is not the people. Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, yeah. So each one of them could oh, like. that's cool. Puts, yeah. Like a little magic show or something. Yeah. If they well, want or you could hide dollars. Or hide stuff, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you just reminded me of uh, an experience I had. Like, I remember it was a Burger King toy, and it was like a magic trick where you would put something on one side and you'd flip mm-hmm. the plastic and then it would go away. I kid you not. See? I kid you not. And I was so upset. And you can figure out why. Mm-hmm. I put a dollar in it. Right. One time. And I did the magic. Brad, I'm not kidding you. It disappeared. It was not on the other side of the false backing. I'm looking around. <laughs> I, I'm just now having this flashback here. <laughs> Where did it go? I don't. I'm looking around. It wasn't a windy day. I'm looking around all over the place for this missing dollar bill. It was real magic, wasn't it? I was practicing for the to do the show later, See? to do the trick later for everybody. You're a witch. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. He's a witch. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to go broke doing this trick. 
See? Money vanishes when I put well, it in this little thing. See, it's kind of like Penn Jillette. He got uh, mad when he realized magic wasn't really magic. Mm. Oh, wait, it's not? No. Oh. Magic isn't really magic. Why well, He, had, he well, says everything's case, an illusion. What You you what? just you think you saw something disappear, but it really didn't. You know what? In that case, Burger King owes me a buck. I would, well, with interest. With interest? And, like uh, we're talking 1982-ish? You got some suffering in there, too. Hold on. Now, this I'm actually taking the time. I'm not going to look up hoover damn facts okay uh-huh. that's this show isn't gonna isn't gonna go that far but what i will do is uh is do some currency converter uh let's see what's what's this year what is year it was it 82 about 82 ish right all right well so uh, so let's just see if it was 1982 do you have a guess yeah about what? 40 years uh-huh. at um i think you should go what seven percent interest well let's see i don't know what they're doing i'm just doing the inflation thing oh here. well yeah inflation Oh, whoops. But you, you're forgetting the, pa- the the pain and suffering. Pain That's right? where you're going to get the- Make me whole. Yeah. <laughs> so a dollar in 1982 is only worth 268 today. $2.68. Right. But, but the pain, but the and, pain suffering. and the suffering is worth a good oh. six bucks. No, it's on six, a six million bucks. Six million bucks. Yes. Burger King, you've got the money. Pay up. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, Hoover Dam was built. It was built in uh, what year? Joint Resolution of Congress in 1947. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see, thousands of cost over, blah, blah, blah. Originally known as Boulder Dam from 1933, it was officially renamed Hoover Dam. Do you know why they renamed it Hoover Dam? What, because of the FBI? Because director. of Hoover, Her- uh, President oh, Herbert President Hoover Herbert. at the time. Oh, but then they, I think they renamed it Boulder Dam because... Because then people didn't like him. Well, it no. was Roosevelt. They, there was a, there was some political Oh, Roosevelt back and forth. was a jerk to Hoover. Hoover went over there and did the... Uh, um, See, you know about the president. Okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Well, I don't know as much about as, as you do because you you're like one of those I'm a geek. presidential geeks. Yeah, but Hoover is who helped uh, Europe after World War II, and so thankfully, when FDR passed, Truman lit hoover help anyway i'm now i'm getting into geekdom here <laughs> but my point is i could totally see something petty yes. with fdr and hoover yeah. now that you yeah. talk about that, that that's why they did that it oh. was it so it's gone back and forth between hoover dam boulder dam and all of that okay tell me about being a yogurt machine operator <gasps> oh that was one of my, fr- that was my first jobs and yes. it was in a um a little strip shop next to gemco Gemco was a big store I also worked at, but it was uh, it was like one of the first membership department stores. But the yogurt machine. Time out. Um, you got to put the pause button here. We'll get uh, back to the yogurt story in a second. Membership department stores. This yeah. is something I'm not familiar with. Don't you? I will, like Costco or oh, Sam's oh, Club okay. today. I'm sorry. When you're saying department stores, I'm thinking well, but, but, Macy's or well, JCPenney. But, well, Gemco sold everything from clothes to uh, stereo equipment to furniture to groceries. Okay. And you had to have a membership card. Yeah, I understand now. So you walk in, you we would always, being the kids that we were, we'd walk in and we'd like try to show them just some fake card <laughs> that wasn't a Gemco membership because they would always just look at me, okay. That was where I, uh, where I learned what how to, you know, be point? a con. What, just to be I a con, man. But I, no, but I, no, I'm saying not you. What's the point? What is the point of them checking IDs at Costco and stuff like that when I'm not going to be able to leave without showing the cashier? You're, um... It's it's a, it's, a uh, it's an elitist just, thing. It's, it's a privilege yeah. to enter yeah. the store, Pretty and much. it's the and it's the worst time. 
It's all I'm trying to get the kids in here. Right. Let's get the cart going. And oh right. crap, this lady needs to right. see my cart. I'm digging around in my wallet and stuff. It's stupid. It's all a game. It's all a game. It's all an illusion. Yeah. It's the Council of Foreign Relations, mm. the uh, G7 nations, the Trilateral Commission. Okay. Um, it's all and Bigfoot. Where's my dollar burger? So <laughs> six million and one dollars. So, <laughs> uh, but no, yogurt, yogurt machine, machine was yeah, great. It was a frozen yogurt place, and we had to. Uh, it was one of the very first. It was when frozen yogurt was just becoming the hip thing, mm-hmm. and so we had these little stupid visors that said yogurt machine on them that were. Oh, horrible uh and little t-shirts that said yogurt machine and we would pour it's the reason i hate frozen well i don't hate it i just i have to get pad if if somebody wants to i do because we could eat all the frozen yogurt we wanted to and when you can eat all that you want to oh boy eventually you just get sick of it so now and i i mean it's good if i have it now but yeah. the thought of it, I was like, Ugh. I gotcha. Yeah, just yeah, don't just, dwell on no. it. No. Frozen right. yogurt flashback. Good right. name for a band. Thank I think. you. But uh, and we used to clean out the machines at night and oh, you know, had to pour the stuff. The, yeah, oh, I've seen no. yeah. <laughs> I've know I know how the sausage is made. No, I don't want to talk and about it's it now. Not I, pretty. I like that stuff and I don't want I know. To... Okay. You should see what happens in those machines. I don't want just to. Saying. So you were a paper boy. I was a paper boy. <gasps> what newspaper? Herald Examiner. The Where? Los Angeles Herald Examiner okay. when I delivered in uh, Lancaster, California. Peggy Tipton was my, um, uh, whatever you call it. She's like the handler person. Yeah, she was my handler. Boss. And uh, I mean, there's a technical term. It was it's called good old boss. Days. Yeah, she was the <laughs> boss. And so I would go get the papers from her or, uh, every morning. Or No, I think she dropped them off. She dropped off the big bundle of papers at the front door. I would get them and you would, uh, you know, you'd fold them and put the rubber band on them. If it was raining, you put them in a bag, then you put them on your little bag that you Yeah, carry. I always felt sorry for my friends who uh, were paper boys and, and it was raining because then yeah. it just slowed everything down. Well, you know how else you can get wet while you're delivering papers is if there's a pool. And so what, part of my oh, paper no. route was in all the apartments that were up and down the street. Oh, and no. there was, was an apartment complex, the, like four doors down, had a nice pool. And one of, I had to um, throw the paper over the railing so i kind of had to lean out throw the paper which kind of you know if you've got that heavy bag on you're still on your bike you throw it and it you know the equal and opposite right. action and uh, all that physics stuff uh-huh. which i uh, happened to be right next to the pool and i just boosh, oh, no. <laughs> and right into the pool papers bike the whole nine yards and uh, so it wasn't a day where the papers were extra wrapped i huh? know no it was not <laughs> and uh, somebody came out and told me to get out of the pool what? Get out of the pool? Yes. Get Did you pool. say, I'm not in here to hang out? I think I said something along those lines. <laughs> um, something that Peggy Tipton, you didn't want to hear. Right, exactly. And I went, I remember going home and not delivering the rest of the papers because I was just mortified. Sure. And, uh, you know, and plus was, the papers are probably all Oh, they were wet. I mean, you can't read them uh, anymore. So what's the, uh, what's the. <laughs> is there, I've always wondered, is there any margin for error uh, on a paper route? In other words, let's just say you have 50 customers that you're delivering right. to. Do you take 50 papers or is there 52? I think it was like yeah. 50. Yeah, because I think she delivered them in like increments of five. Uh-huh. So if you had, you know, it was whatever. And so if you had 50, I think you got 55 papers, something. So, so there okay. was always a little I got padding. you. So the reason I was asking is like, let's just say as you're chucking it, you right. accidentally throw two for whatever right, reason. Exactly. You, they, you don't want to get to the end of your route and go, oh, crap, right. you short one. And then you bet to backtrack right. and that would be totally no, I think you always got a couple extra and that way you could, um, you know, swat flies. Throw them at stuff. Fall in a pool. <laughs> Fall in a pool. So, so how did you then get into radio and television in the world of broadcasting? Oh, by the way, he's also mm-hmm. a book author. 
I have. Uh, you've got a very helpful uh, handyman book for people that that don't injure themselves just by the sight of power tools. You mean spend a little, save a lot, home improvement? That's the book. Is Brad. this the book? Tell me more. Uh, this was uh, published by. Um, uh, it was uh, F and W uh, Publications. They also published uh, Popular Woodworking Magazine. Uh huh. My friend David Teal was the, uh, not only did he write for Popular Woodworking, but he they, he headed up the book division after he left that job, and he asked me to write a book on home improvement, and um, so I said, okay. Yeah, it's good. And, and I, it's like easy to follow along. Like is it? I, see, I, like I, me I look back huh? at it, and I don't remember. I mean, I'll read a, 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 a portion of it, uh-huh. and I don't remember writing it. <laughs> Wait it's a like with this particular tool, you can adjust the settings to detect specific temperature variations. If an object or area <laughs> is hotter or colder than your base reading, it will be significant. Uh, it'll be signified by a red or a blue light. And I'm like, I don't, I just, I, I don't remember. I mean, I know I did, but I just don't remember doing it. I mean, were you drunk? Yeah, um, that's possibly. You probably, but, uh, maybe it, that's why I enjoy it so much. I, I stressed out when I was writing it. Oh, it really? was like the most, and it shouldn't have been the most stressful thing it I've ever done. It should have been like a term paper. I no, mean, this stuff comes naturally weird. for you. It was really weird because I, I put such a mind, uh, uh, it was but really bad what I did to my brain uh, <laughs> when I was doing it. As evidenced that. by that conversation. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it just freaked me out when I was doing it. And... Um, I, I think I did. I think the book only cost me $100. And remind us <laughs> the name of the book but, again. Uh, you mean uh, Spend a Little, Save a Lot Home Improvement, which uh, just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> because I, we wanted to call it Penny Pinching Home Improvement. And the folks at um, a certain big box home improvement store that is orange mm. won't uh, Never heard name of, anything. Never heard of it. Uh, they, they felt that for whatever reason, that would pe- cause people to spend less money when they went in to uh, buy stuff. Wonk, wonk. That's yeah. pathetic. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. I keep distracting you every time I start to ask you mm-hmm. about radio or television oh, radio, and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you wanted to do it since you were in sixth grade. Yeah. And and tell us the, the progress along the broadcasting lines. Uh, so I went, I told you, I went to broadcasting school. And that's where I discovered uh, this business is about who you know. <laughs> it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And I met Johnny Kay. He was the program director at KFI Coast in L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, did a couple lectures, and uh, I guess I answered a few questions the right way. And uh, so um, <laughs> uh, we became friends. Great guy. Uh, and has the, he had the Midas touch when it came to radio. He took KFI Coast. Uh, well, he took KFI to uh, – it was playing music at the time. It was within the top five. Then he, they made him program director at Coast 103. He took it to number one, and it was there for years. Mm-hmm. Then he went over to uh, K-Earth 101 out in L.A., and he took that to number one. And there was another one. Uh, did he do the wave? I can't remember if he... He he retired from radio a gazillionaire. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so he, uh, yeah, he did so uh, there is quite one. well. There is yes, one. Yes, there is somebody. You just, uh, it, it's it's management. That's uh, that's where we miss. But he he gave me my, uh, uh, he introduced me to the, my first program director uh, in LA, uh, Mike Lundy. And uh, oh. I did mornings at uh, Ma- uh, K94.3. Hmm. K94.3. It was Fernando. Top 40? It was uh, AC, soft oh. AC. Okay. 
I could tell by and the jingle it was, it was in that realm. After the loving with a song I just wrote oh, yesterday. Good. Wow, that is so good. Thank the, you. The algorithm will pick this yes. up and think that it's the original uh-huh. song itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So so from there, uh, where did Living you go? Living inside myself. <laughs> there it is. Live, which, by the way, there, that reminds me of a funny story because Gino Vanelli sang that song. Mm. And one day uh, over at the, uh, the other place, I looked down and I, I thought, is that Chino Vanelli? Oh wow! He was, he was a guest on the show. Oh wow! I was like, how many times do you, Gino Vanelli? Yeah, I mean, he had that one song. That's funny. Living inside myself. Uh, but so yeah, I met Gino Vanelli. So how'd you get out of L.A. then? Um, let's see. I went to uh, K from K. Let's see, KGIL. I went to K Surf in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. That was actually owned by two guys. One of which is. Um, Stephen Udvarhazi. Now, Stephen Udvarhazi is a, uh, you'd know the name if you ever go to the uh, Air and Space Museum, part of the Smithsonian, there is an entire building. It's the uh, Stephen Udvarhazi building. That's a he, lot uh, of letters on the side of that building. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, so he, uh, Stephen Udvarhazi, has done quite well uh, in the years since uh, owning part of a radio station huh. out in uh, Santa Monica. So there's, uh, hold on, one Two that right. have been successful. Okay. Uh huh. And then uh, so I from there I went to K Ocean in Newport Beach. It's K K Surf K Ocean. They're owned by the same company. Okay. So I, they made me the operations director at K Ocean in Newport Beach. I had a beautiful office overlooked Newport Harbor. Just beautiful. Oh, I, operations I, manager. I would like uh, any other career, mm-hmm. right? You would surmise that the person was in LA for a long time, but as radio jobs go, I, I assume you're going to say that this, this, all these five, six stations you've been talking about so far, we've covered eight months of employment. Uh, and just six. Uh, <laughs> now, how long were you in LA? How long was it out there? I was yeah, starting in 82, left in 89. So seven okay. years in and around LA. Okay. And um, so I was the operations manager and um, uh, at the time, Rachel Donahue, whose husband, Tom Donahue, she and uh, her husband started K-Rock out oh, in wow. LA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, her husband, Tom, is often considered the father of FM rock, the AOR rock format. Okay. Uh, and uh, Rachel had a show on uh, an Orange County TV station, KODC, uh, KDOC, uh, called On the Flip Side. Okay. So I met uh, Rachel through radio and Rachel offered, uh, she said, you want to do a few segments for my show? And uh, so I did. I went out and took a little camera crew and we did some fun stuff. And uh, so Rachel kind of gave me my start in uh, TV out there. Um, and so I did that, uh, ended up getting fired from the radio station because uh, let's just say the guy I worked for was... Um, I should probably just end the sentence right there. Uh, wow. That will keep me out of any libel or uh, oh, no. slander suits. So I not a good just, guy. The guy that I worked for was uh, a guy, um, <laughs> right? What you said. I mean, you said uh, it, not me. I, so, right, right. Uh, so uh, that was uh, that uh, started the uh, so that started the period during which I couldn't get arrested in L.A. and oh, that no. led me to the uh, going to Nashville, look around for a job in radio. But that's when I found the job on the, the Nashville Network. In Nashville. TNN, right? At TNN. And uh, it was because of the stuff that Rachel Donahue had had me do. Plus, I also had a Woody out in California. I'm sorry? A Woody. It's I, right there. It's on the shelf. It's a Woody Award. Oh, look at there. It's from uh, Lakewood uh, Community Television. Uh-huh. It is the uh, 1988 uh, LCTV Woody Award. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the tip is kind of cracked off because it fell. 
But uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's a very it's a nice Woody Award. The tip of your Woody is cracked. Yeah, it is. Uh, we got to take better care of it, man. I know, right? It's uh, well, I could polish it up a little bit, but it's uh, uh, wait till I leave. It's uh, I mean that crystal uh, there is just nice. So if you, you shine it up, yeah, it's so all you polished. Got, so you got to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And got to Nashville. So were you in Nashville before you got on with uh, TNN? No, I went there. I um, I flew there, did an audition. Uh, I I I went and left my demo tape. They were these things called cassettes back then. Right, I've heard of those. Because yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not old enough to know right, what you're yeah, talking about. Of course. Yeah, they're all uh, in my garage, these, uh, So we, you would uh, chisel into the cassette uh, with a uh, stonemason's chisel. You would, uh, the little grooves that it would read. Uh, <laughs> I dropped off my cassettes at all the radio stations. <laughs> and then I I think the at the time my sister-in-law said um, she knew somebody at the Nashville Network or knew a guy or knew somebody else who knew a guy. Mm-hmm. And they said, if you can take, uh, if you can get a tape out there in the next hour, they're about to leave, but they'll, mm. you know. So I did that and um, dropped it off. And uh, he, his name's Alan Reed. He's still, uh, he's actually, he uh, created the uh, professional bull riding, PBR. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, chunk of change. He, but he was also one of Bernie Madoff's clients. Uh-oh. Yeah, the no. ups and downs. But um, uh, Alan gave me a, a job doing um, a feature pieces for a show called American Magazine. Hmm. And that led to a couple other shows, uh, Holiday Gourmet, and uh, uh, that, that was with um, John Davidson. Remember him from Real People? Well, yeah, Dav- yeah, absolutely. So John Davidson and um, Florence Henderson on, <laughs> um, oh, what, the heck? What, what was her show called? It was uh, Country Cooking, mm-hmm. Country Kitchen, that's it, uh, with Florence Henderson. And she was a trip. It's so yeah. it was so weird to see her with her husband John, because he it, when it looked like she was cheating on Mike Brady. Every time she kind of was like, oh, "This does not look right. You should be right. with where's Mike and does Mike know who this man is?" But it was just really weird because and she was real nice and she and Alan would have fights all the time and it was funny because she knew her mic was open. She'd be out on the set and she'd be just cussing up a blue streak at him. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Alan at the time, he was, uh, had a little bit of a temper. He was fond of throwing coffee mugs okay. across the control room. So full, his, full, full coffee mugs? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, no. And so his wife just knew when to duck. <laughs> He'd duck and hit. Uh, so that was, uh, he's, he's such a good guy, though. He and <laughs> sounds it, like the, it. Well, the funny thing is. It, it, like a charmer. We still, <laughs> we still, we got to see him. We talk to him. Uh, because he's, uh, we, all of those things that really irritated us about him back then as a boss, we now understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why he did. Oh, that's why he that's did that. That's why he launched coffee mugs yes, across the room every yeah, five minutes. Exactly. So, you, you know, as you get older, you learn why people, uh, and you want to throw your own coffee mug. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, doing the, uh, then we started doing shows for HGTV after TNN kind of went by the wayside. Um, I mean, they destroyed it. Uh, yeah, what, what, I mean, that was a big thing. Uh, they became, uh, was that, hold on, be- TNN became, uh, you know, I, I'll tell I you. don't want to say CMT. No, no CMT was a separate was network. Separate. CMT still exists. But, but they became like a sports weird it thing. It became Spike. Like Spike. I knew it was like dude sports or something. First, did they change, they kept, yeah. they kept TNN and they called it the national network. Oh, really? And then it turned into Spike nice and then try. Spike became G4. I don't know. I, after Spike, I lost interest. They, I mean, TNN was such a great, and it still would work today. They, they tried to resurrect it at one point, but um it's and it's kind of what rfd tv would be if it uh it was ever managed correctly 
Did I say that out loud? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um, TNN, great concept. It just, um, it, it had a good run. Uh, they've yeah. since torn the studio and the building down, so it doesn't exist any longer. Um, they've torn the apartment down where I lived. Uh, mm. You can never go home. No. You really can't. No, where I grew up looks like crap too, so I'm with you. It's really sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, so from TNN, yep. were you were you gone from there before they became Spike and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, the, the, well, I still, with, uh, still did work for Reedland Productions, which was the product, production company. That's when we started doing stuff for HGTV. But what were you doing at TNN, like on uh, the camera? A show, well, American Magazine uh, was also did some pieces for Florence Henderson's Country Kitchen okay, for, so. for Holiday Gourmet, all the shows that we did for them. Um, so you did basically one? a lot of stuff. Yeah. On oh, yeah. that, it was all network. it was contracts. <laughs> you just you got paid four hundred bucks a week, and you uh, did whatever. <laughs> I see. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, you got paid millions a week, and you did whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's the people who think that uh, television is glamorous, and you um, you know they bring in barrels full of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke you got there. I know it is really okay, is. so from TNN, you went where? Uh, from TNM, we started doing shows for, uh, for HGTV right. and then HGTV launched DIY, the do it yourself network. Got it. Uh, Jim Lina was the guy who was, um, choosing the hosts for DIY and, uh, he looking back on it now, it's kind of strange, but he hired me and he said that I reminded him of uh, Matt Lauer. Which oh, wow. at the time was quite a compliment. Wow. Well, okay then. Did you have a button in your office? I did. Is a you know it was great. I miss those days. It was, uh, but uh, yeah. So I, I they hired me at uh, it was Scripps Productions who was doing the home repair and remodeling um, show for DIY. So uh, Christy Bruce uh, was the producer of that, and I remember I was in Dallas. Uh, going to the home builder show that year it was 1998, and uh, I remember I had a cell phone apparently, and oh, wow. uh, That's so early, man. I know. Uh, was it 98, 98, 99? I just know Somewhere that there. I just know that in spring of 98, mm-hmm. there was one person on the college campus, University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. that I knew that had a cell phone, and boy, she made sure that everybody knew. <laughs> was it the brick I one? Have, I have a cellular phone. <laughs> was it in a bag or was it just a big no, brick? No, no, I do remember the bag phones from the 80s, because I remember, get this, there was an exterminator showed up at my house and he had a bag phone. Uh-huh. This would have been 87, 88, somewhere in there. And yep. I thought, Whoa. Those commercials are still on YouTube. You can look up the Radio Shack bag phone and the guy comes up, sits on the park bench, sits the bag next to him, takes the phone out. It's like, whoa, that's convenient. Look at that. You could so, take that anywhere. So what happened between bag phones in the late 80s that I remember and cell phones appearing around 98 or so in my world? What, where's the, There's a 10-year gap where I just didn't have any exposure to them. I, this out or something? That's a good question. They didn't. Um, I remember I had a car phone in like 94, 93, 94. So that was kind of cool. You get into your. Oh, that's right. It was hardwired. Yeah. That's you get right. into your car and, and it was a truck and no, you get you, in there and you could. Uh, that reminds. I'm sorry. I had a friend who uh-huh. had that uh, hardwired in his car. Yeah. So, and that was, you know, mid nineties. Yeah. And you could, and not only that, but you could get phones for free. They would give you phones. Yeah, it was like a penny if you yeah. sign up to sign a contract. Yeah, you know? that was back. They wanted, to, and they were smart because they were a phone is nothing but a gumball machine. Hmm. 
Hmm. They, they give you the gumball machine, then you end up buying the gumballs forever. Mm-hmm. And so the minutes back then were the gumballs. Yeah. So they give you the, here, it's free, take it. <laughs> you right. love this. Just here, take it, try it. Just take it home. And then before you know it, uh-huh. you're saying, Nana, yeah. I told you, don't call this number until after 7 o'clock <laughs> or I get unhappy. Right. Remember those, remember those days? Free nights and weekends. How many? I went how many minutes over? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was the thing. Is, is I would wake up really early. This is when I worked uh, in Houston with Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Gray. I produced that show, Pat Gray Unleashed, for those that may not be familiar. I've heard that. Name. You have? Okay. So I remember I would go to bed so early. That I would be asleep before my minutes were free, and I was so mad. I was like, "I'm missing out." And, and so then the weekends would come, and you'd call everybody. You had to catch uh-huh. up with yeah. everybody. It's like, yeah. "All right, who's next?" Okay, give me the phone. <laughs> I'm calling you from the car. <laughs> Woo, that sounds so clear. It's like you're next door. And now they've become like a ball and chain. Right now, now your whole life is uh-huh. on that phone, and it's like they were brilliant. They yeah. sucked us right. In and, and on uh, top of that, we're paying a thousand bucks to yes. get a new one every six months. Yes, give me a break. I they were brilliant. They were brilliant when they uh, they did it all. They did everything right. They hooked us. They reeled us in. They filleted us. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're they, wiping our noses every yeah. time we pick up our phones. Right. <laughs> I gotta have my phone. Where's my phone? <laughs> Where's my phone? <laughs> it's separation anxiety. It's uh, you can't leave yeah. your house without it. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, it's, I'm terrible. It's I, horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. I yeah. don't like you. I used to, I think I used to like talking on the phone yeah. back in the day. I hate it now. But wait a minute. You just reminded me. That's what this thing is for, for talking. I on. know, I right? I wasn't sure. I thought it was just for emails and Twitter. You know, there's more computing power in that than they had aboard the uh, space capsule when they landed on the moon. I've heard that. Yes, that's, uh, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. If only you could see us right now as we uh, push our glasses uh-huh, up above exactly, the bridge exactly. of our noses. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect. <laughs>